Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the Associate Pastor at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and I want to welcome you today to our podcast. I believe that this message is going to strengthen you and encourage your life. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Holy Spirit and listen to what He has for you today. Enjoy our podcast. So today is back to school Sunday and Word of Life, and I have a word for you today that I believe will be a, a blessing to you. And... Uh, if you are if you are a student that that is getting ready to go to school uh, or if you are a, a staff person in a school then uh, I've got a word for you and uh, the rest of you can all get something from this too praise God praise God that I have simply entitled this what does God need from you? What does God need from you? You know, sometimes we, we think God's trying to get something from us. Well, he, he does need something that only you can offer him. You say, you know, God's trying to get my money. Does, does God really need your money? No. He, he, God is independently rich. Praise God. Say, so, well, God's trying to, he, he's trying to get my time. You know, we're, we're talking about a God that, that dwells outside the realm of time. So what does he need your time for? Uh, you know, God's trying to get, you know, he's trying to run my life. God doesn't want to run your life. That's why the fruit of the Spirit is called self-control, not God-control. God's not, God's not looking to control you. He wants to influence you, but not control you. He, didn't, he doesn't want to control you. You know, he could have made you a robot, but he didn't. Praise God. But... He put his spirit inside of you, and he wants to influence your life, but he wants you to be self-controlled. Praise God. Praise God. You see, love, you loving God wouldn't mean a thing if you were a robot. It, it wouldn't mean anything. He wants a relationship with you. That is purely, totally voluntary on your part. He'll tell you what's the right thing to do, but he's not going to force you to do it. Praise God. He'll tell you what's best for you, but he's not going to force you to do it. Praise God. But what is it that God needs from you that he can't have except you? Except you give it to him. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 5. If you want to turn there or if you want to log on to the Version app and, and uh, search 88220 on the, uh, for an event, 
there and you'll find that uh, my outline, my notes are there. You can follow along, email those to yourself. But let's just say this together. Say, Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is spirit and life to me. I believe with all my heart that your word, sown in good ground, produces good fruit. Father, I am good ground for your word. I'm a doer of the word, not a hearer only, and I am blessed in my deeds. And I rejoice today that you sent the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to me. So I call on you today to do your work in my life. I'll receive truth, act upon it, be changed by it. I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 5. So therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. So there we find the one thing that God can't have except you give it to him. This is why we're told that we should offer our bodies a living sacrifice Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Praise God. You see, when God created the heavens and the earth, way back Genesis, the very beginning, He created the earth for you and I. Praise God. You see, we were the first thought of creation. Now I know that we were the last thing that he created, but we were the first thought of creation. Why did he create the heavens and the earth? So we would have a place to dwell. So we would have a domain. So we would have a realm that, that was ours. He created us in his image and likeness and unless you know I mean think of this if we are created in in the image and in the likeness of God what does it mean to be God it means that he he is the ruler over a domain now our God is the ruler over all, but he wanted you to be like him. So if he is a ruler, in order for you to be like him, you have to be a ruler too. Now, he created a domain for you to rule over. Praise God. Praise God. Bible says that the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the sons of men. Praise God. He created a domain for you. And this is why the scripture said, in fact, Jesus quoted this scripture. They, they said, uh, you know, that he was blaspheming because he said he was the son of God. And Jesus said, even your own scriptures say, have I not said you are God's? Well, that doesn't mean that you are him. No, he's over all, 
but God simply means that you have dominion over a certain realm that he created for you. He created the heavens and the earth. He created everything that is upon the earth. He created everything that was necessary to sustain life. He created everything that was necessary, not just to sustain life, but to enjoy life. Praise God. How many of you, you know, Jay talked about the, the beauty out in the desert and how that he, he could look and he could see the work of God. He could see the beauty that God had created there. How many of you enjoy the things God has created? Praise God. Praise God. You know, I, I like to eat the things God created. You know, I, I like to look at the things God created. I, I like to breathe the air he created. I, I, you know, and, and I enjoy his creation. So he didn't create everything just so that, you know, just to sustain life, but to go much further than that, he created everything necessary for you to enjoy life. Praise God. Praise God. God wants you to have a good, blessed life. Praise God. Praise God. You, you know, I, I know that there are, there are Christians, there, there are people that they think if it's, if it's fun, it must be sin. You know, that, that is a messed up mentality. You know, every day ought to be filled with the joy of the Lord in your life. He created it all for you to enjoy. Now, in John chapter 10, verse number 1. Now, we know the story of how that, that Adam and Eve ate of the, that they broke the one commandment that God gave them. One commandment, don't eat of the fruit of that tree. And they broke the one commandment. And... Um, because they did that, man was, the, the Bible talks about when you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, that you were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of the Son of His love, into the kingdom of God. Well, the exact opposite happened when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree they were told not to eat of. They passed Instead of passing from darkness to light, they passed from, they were already in light, so they passed from light to darkness. And so God began to set a plan in motion immediately to get back in you, to get into the earth. How does God get into the earth? He gets into the earth. He said, a body you have prepared for me. Now, in John 10, verse number 1, Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, I don't have time this morning to go through all of the process of, of establishing this in Scripture. But let me just say this. There is a legal way. God does things 
according to the laws he set in motion. And there is a legal way for you to get into this earth. There's a, a, a legal way for you to come into this earth and for you to operate here. And he says that it, it's the door. You, you realize that uh, at your house, there is a legal way for you to get in, you know, for, for people to get in, and that's to knock on your door, and you open the door, and you invite them in. Then they have a legal right to be there because you invited them in. You know, but if somebody's climbing in your window, what do you call them? A thief and a robber. Okay? So, you know, that's, that's the wrong way to come in. What is the right way, what is the legal way to get into the earth? The legal way to get here is by natural physical birth. Natural physical birth. That, that's how you get into the earth. Jesus said there is one that climbed up another way. He said, I'm the one, I came in by the door. I came in the legal way. That's why Jesus had to be born here on this earth. Because that was the legal entrance. But there is one who climbed up another way, and Jesus calls him a thief and a robber. Now, how did he do it? Who, who is operating in this earth that was not born here? He's the same one that tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden. He's the same one that, that was in the body of a snake, a serpent, you know, and, and he climbed up some other. How did he do it? He deceived. The Bible says, it says this, Eve was not deceived, but Adam was, uh, or excuse me, Adam was not deceived, but Eve was deceived. He deceived Eve, and Eve opened the door, and then Adam followed suit, and uh, Adam, knowing full well what he was doing, he went ahead and allowed him to come into the earth. But he didn't come in by being born here, which is the door. He came in by deception. And so the, the, the devil is operating in this earth he, he has no legal right to be here except that Adam let him in. And Adam let him in, you know, knowing full well what he was doing. But he says, whoever does not come in by the door, the same as a thief and a robber. Now, Jesus said this, John chapter 3. Verse number 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Nicodemus, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, notice he said he must be born of the water and the Spirit. Now, you may be thinking that, that he's talking about water baptism. However, that's not what he's talking about. He, you, 
actually, you, if, if you were baptized in water, you should have already been born again before you were baptized in water. Um, but he's not talking about water baptism there. He is talking about, how many know that when you were born, you were born of the water because your mother's water broke and you were born? That's what, he's, that's what Jesus is talking about when he says he must be born of the water and of the Spirit. So the first birth was the birth of the water. Then when you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you were born of the Spirit, the second birth. Praise God. So every single one of us, we have met requirement number one. We have all been born of the water. Hallelujah. And I would say most of us in this room, if not all of us, have been born of the Spirit as well. If you have not been born of the Spirit, we're going to give you opportunity to do that today. Praise God. But that is how being born of the water is how you got a body. The devil needed a body to operate here. So he deceived Adam into allowing him to use his body. Jesus, however, had his own body because he was born here of the water. So he had his own body. He didn't need to deceive someone. Now, Jesus was, was God with us, Emmanuel, God with us with us. And so, um, God became flesh and dwelt among us. I know the Bible says the Word became flesh. Well, the Word was God. So, God became flesh in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and He dwelt among us. Praise God. But, the day came after Jesus had finished the work that he came to do that he went back to heaven. Well, he didn't want there to be an absence of the life of God in the earth. So what did he do? He said, as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. And Jesus went back to heaven, and he said, it's good for you that I go away. And many people think, oh, if I could have walked with Jesus, if I could have just walked the shores of Galilee with Jesus, wouldn't that have been wonderful? Jesus says it's better for you that he went away. Praise God. So, so when you're thinking, well, I, would, I wish I could have walked with Jesus, you know, well, I, I understand that. I think it would have been pretty cool to, to, to walk around with Jesus for a few days. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus says, I've got it better off. Praise God. Why? Because Jesus went back to the Father. He sent God, the Holy Spirit, in his place. He says, if I don't go away, the Comforter won't come. But he said, I'll go away and I'll send Holy Spirit in my name to take my place. He is another one 
One, one word he's called the, the, the paraclete, the one called alongside to help. He is also called uh, the helper. He is also called the comforter. He is the empower. He is the, he is the one that, that Peter at Cornelius' house, he said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Praise God. Now notice this. Why did Jesus or how was it that Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil? For God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. God was with him. Praise God. But when, he, when Jesus went back to heaven, Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost to live on the inside of you. Praise God. So what does he now have? If you have received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, God once again has a body. But as I shared with you, uh, I believe it was last week, I said that when Jesus was here, God was in one person, one body named Jesus. And he could be one place at one time. But today, because Jesus went back to heaven and he sent Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of you, Jesus can be, God can be everywhere you are. Now, what does this have to do with going back to school? Here's what it has to do with that. Some people say, well, we ought to put God back in our schools. Well, the government can't put God back into schools. Let me just say that. The government cannot put God back in the schools. But you can take him there. Every one of you who are students, every one of you who are staff, when you go to school, you take him there. And I'll just say this, that if he is in you, the only way they keep him out is they don't let you come. So, every one of you students that are saying, well, I wish I didn't have to go to school. Well, if you didn't go to school, then God wouldn't be going to school. Right? So, you ought to say, thank God I get to go to school because God gets to go to school if I go. Hallelujah. And you realize that they can't keep him out as long as they let you in. And we need to realize that in our lives, it, it, where, where we live, no matter where we are, no matter where we go on a daily basis, they can't keep God out unless they keep you out. Praise God. You see, I'm not too worried about, you know, they thought they kicked God out of school. But they didn't. They didn't. They couldn't do that. It was not possible. Because there are, there are people that go there every day that take him with them. Praise God. 
Praise God. So he is there every day, whether they know it or not, whether they believe it or not, whether they want him there or not, he's there every day. Praise God. Praise God. I know Lupe goes there, so therefore I know God goes to school. Praise God. Praise God. Who else do I know that goes to school every day? We got some guys over here. That they go to school, they better go every day. Because God needs, what does he need from you? What, what does God need from you, Desi? Well, he, he needs a body. He needs a body to go in. Praise God. Brooklyn, what does God need from you? He needs a body to go in. Connor, he needs a body to go in. Do you know when you go to school that God's going to school with you? Praise God. Praise God. Deanna Lee, what does God need from you? A body to go to school. Bubble, what does God need from you? A body. Praise God. Praise God. He needs a body to go to school in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He came to live on the inside of you, and if you go to school, he's going to school. Praise God. Praise God. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. What does holy and acceptable mean? That doesn't mean you never make a mistake. Holy, acceptable, mean, or holy means that you are separated unto God for His use. So, He is using your body to go to school, and because He's using your body to go to school, that means you are holy. You are set apart for his use. Praise God. Praise God. Now, body of Jesus ascended back to the Father, but the body of Christ is still here. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Notice it did not say you are the body of Jesus. So you are the body of Christ. Christ meaning anointed. Hallelujah. You are the body of the anointing or the body that the anointing dwells in. Now, what happened? God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And what did God, what, what did Jesus do because of the anointing? Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Because God was with him. Now, you are the Jesus, let's say it this way. Jesus, in, when he was walking on this earth, he was the embodiment of the anointing. This, this 
man body named Jesus was the, was the dwelling place, was the embodiment of the anointing, and now you are the body of Christ. We could say it this way. Jesus was the body of the anointing. Jesus was the body of Christ. Now you are the body of Christ. Jesus bodily went back to heaven. But the anointing that made him Jesus Christ is in you. Praise God. Did you ever think of that? The anointing that made him the Christ is now the anointing that makes you the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You see, there are some things that go with the anointing. There are some things that, that are the result of God in you. Praise God. Now, we're talking specifically this morning about school. But if you don't go to school, the same thing applies to your job. Same thing applies to you. You know, wherever you go on a day-to-day basis, the same thing applies to, to that situation. So, as I'm saying school, here, work. Okay? All right? Acts chapter 10, verse 38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, Jesus, notice there, Jesus was anointed to do. And what did Jesus say? If I go away and the Holy Spirit comes and he dwells on the inside of you, he said, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works than these because I go to the Father. Praise God. So Jesus was anointed to do. You're also anointed to do. But notice this. You have the mind of Christ. Didn't say the mind of Jesus. It said the mind of Christ. The mind of the anointing. So your mind is anointed. Every one of you students, I want you to understand this, that your mind is anointed of God. And if your mind can't comprehend it, you have the mind of Christ. So don't say... Don't say, I can't understand this. Don't say, I can't do math. Don't say, I don't understand English. Don't, you know, don't, don't say that because you have the anointed, you have the mind of the anoint. you have an anointed mind. Grab a hold of that. You have 
an anointed mind. So I want you to hear yourself say it. If you're a student in this room today, I want you to tell somebody sitting close to you, I have an anointed mind. Come on, every one of you, say, say it again. I have an anointed mind. Every student, let's, let's say it convincingly, okay? Every student, I want you to hear yourself say this so that you never have to say anything to the contrary ever again. Say, I have an anointed mind. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus was anointed to do, and you are anointed to do. You are anointed to know. Jesus also had the anointing to know. Praise God. In 1 John chapter 2, verse number 20, it says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So now you can say, I really am a know-it-all. <laughs> not, not the way you're thinking. Not the way you're thinking, Okay. But you do have the ability, you have the one on the inside of you that knows it all. He already knows it. Praise God. Whatever your teachers are trying to teach you, the one on the inside of you already knows it. Praise God. And therefore is able, he's called a teacher. You have a teacher that stands in front of the classroom, but you have a better teacher on the inside of you who can teach you what the teacher's trying to teach you. Praise God. Now, there is a place God ordained teachers, and there is a place for teachers, especially godly teachers. There is a place for that, but the teacher on the inside of you will empower you to understand what the teacher's teaching you. Praise God. <clears throat> You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You see, get, get this. The same mind that calculated the universe can teach you math. Think about that. The same mind that calculated the universe can teach you math. The one who created it all can teach you science. Praise God. The master communicator can teach you language, whether that's English, Spanish, French, whatever you're taking. The, I mean, after all, he does know all languages. He is the master creator. He can teach you language. Praise God. The one, there, there, who could be more qualified to teach history than the one who was there? He was there. 
In the beginning, he was there. Praise God. And, and, and get this, then we'll get over into the, to, to the arts. The teacher who paints the sunset every day is in you. And he has anointed you to excel. Praise God. You know, and I, as, I was, as I was putting this together and I was thinking about this, how many of you have seen the, the, the farmer's insurance? At farmer's insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Okay. Holy Spirit, he knows a thing or two because he's done a thing or two. Praise God. Get that. Holy Spirit, he knows a thing or two because he's done a thing or two. He was there at creation. He was there when you were born. He was there when the United States of America was formed. So he knows all about U.S. history. He calculated the universe. He knows physics because he's the one that put it all together and it caused it to work, and it worked perfectly. Praise God. He's the one that did all that. Praise God. Now, get this. The primary objective of Jesus' work at the cross was not to get you to heaven. Thank God we get to go to heaven. Who's happy about getting to go to heaven? Okay. Uh, the rest of you are going, right? <laughs> okay. You know, I'm thinking I'd be a little more excited about it than, you know. But anyway, the primary objective of Jesus' work on the cross was not just about getting you to heaven. The primary work, uh, the primary objective of Jesus' work was to get God in you. Praise God. The prime, see, because he needed a body, right? The Bible says that the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. How's the earth going to be filled with the glory of the Lord in you? He can't climb up some other way. That would put him in the same category as the devil. The devil climbed up some other way. So he's got to have a body get in, and he's going to have somebody to invite him to be in that body. And so when you invite him in, you are helping him to fulfill his objective of filling the earth with the glory of the Lord. Praise God. Because he needs a body. So just say this with me. So since you need a body, Lord... You can have mine. Praise God. Praise God. John chapter 14, verse number 17 says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then Jesus said in the 16th verse, if we back up one verse, 
And he said this, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you. How long? Forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So open up your heart and give Holy Spirit a body to use in the earth. Praise God. Praise God. Be conscious you're taking him to school with you. Be conscious that you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Be conscious of the fact that you are not only anointed to do, but you are anointed to know. Praise God. You have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, are you pumped up and ready to go to school? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, first of all, if you have never given him a body to work in and through, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Whether you're a student or, or, or not, maybe it's been a long time since you've been a student, kind of like me. But if, if you have never given him a body to operate through, I want you to give him one today. Praise God. It's real easy. If you believe that Jesus went to the cross, he died on the cross and paid for all of your sins, and that he rose again from the dead, if you, if you believe that, then you're halfway there. There's only one thing left to do, and that is if you confess the Lord Jesus. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You already believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Praise God. Now it's just a matter of confessing the Lord Jesus. So if you're watching online or if you're in this room, I want you to just pray this prayer with me. And if you mean this, then according to God's word, you will be saved, which is another way of saying you will be born again. Remember, whoever is born of the water and the spirit, this is where you get born of the spirit. Praise God. So let's all just say this together. Say, God in heaven, I'm so thankful that you sent Jesus, God in the flesh, to this earth to dwell among us. And he paid for all of my sins so I wouldn't have to pay for them. And today, I choose to put my trust in Jesus for my salvation. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. I believe that you were raised from the dead so I could have new life. And I receive you into my life. Be my Lord from this moment forward. Teach me to know you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that, God's Word says you're saved. If you're here in this room today, let me know before you leave today what you've done, that you've prayed that prayer to receive Jesus as your Savior. Or maybe you're watching online. Just send us a message. It's real easy. Just send us a message. Uh, you can... 
find a way to do that just by going to our website, wolcarlsbad.com. You can send us a message and say, I received Jesus as my Savior. I prayed that prayer. Praise God. Praise God. Now, we want to pray for our students today who are going back to school and our staff. I want to invite to, let's just kind of separate this out this morning. Let's, if you are going to preschool or kindergarten, would you guys come and stand right down here? If you're going to preschool or kindergarten, praise God. Parents, you can bring them if, you know, if that, that's okay. You can bring them. And if you are going to elementary school, come and stand right behind them. Okay, and sixth grade academy, come and stand right behind them. Middle school, right behind them. Okay, I think we're going to have to tighten up just a little bit. We still got high schoolers. And, and, okay, and high schoolers right behind them. And then college, if you're going to college, then come and stand right behind them. Let's have you guys spread out just a little bit. You can go beyond the table, all right? Yeah, we can move that table. If you're in youth, you used to be telling you get in the middle of the two tables, but today I'll let you go beyond the table. Let's spread this way a little bit, guys. You don't have to be scared. It's just another spot on the floor right here. Awesome. Tighten up just a little bit here. All right, we're okay, doing good. what we're going to do is. Uh, you see, Alberta. Man, I don't know. I might have should have done that the other way around. Let's no. Uh, just kidding. We're not going to have everybody reverse. <laughs> But if somebody was to come up this way and take a picture back, back this way of, of everybody, because as soon as I pray for them, I'm going to dismiss them to, to, to go out. So this is the best chance that we have to. Oh, let's take a picture? To, yeah, listen. All right, cool. We got this. It's going to be a good school year, y'all. Oh, and I forgot to say school staff. School, if you, let's if do that separate. A, let's a do that teacher, separate. Okay. Yeah, well, let's do that separate. Desiree, it's okay that you blinked. We'll Photoshop you out. <laughs> okay. Am I in the way? Get out of the way. 
All right, are we ready, guys? We're going to try right. to get to as many as possible. All right, after we pray for you, then just go ahead and, and, and go out and go back to your seats, okay? Okay. All right. God. Father God, we pray Father, in the name, in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to come just right here. Is that cool? Father, right. we just want to thank you today. How are you? Father, we Good. thank you for these students. Father, these, these bodies that you get to go into the school in. Father, we thank you for that today. In the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you that there be a consciousness of your indwelling presence in them. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, that, that they will have a successful, safe, blessed year. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you today that you get to go into the school in them, in the name of Jesus, that you sharpen their minds, that you sharpen their talents, their skills, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you. I thank you that this year will be above and beyond anything that they've experienced in the past with school. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that where school has been difficult that this year, Father, that that anointing will flow through them. Father, to make this a blessed year. Father, not only in their contact, with, with their studies, but Father, in their contact with classmates, in their contact with teachers and with school administration, we declare in the name of Jesus, we speak your blessing over them now. In Jesus' name, we release that now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we release that blessing upon them now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord Jesus, for that anointing. Thank you, Father, bodies that you can go into the schools, bodies that you can go into colleges with. In the name of Jesus, we release that in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it. We thank you for it now. Thank you for it now. Now, if you are our school staff, I want to go ahead and have you come. Guys, as the school staff comes, you're a parent. Um, I don't need all the parents to come up here, but I want you to extend your hands out, and I want you to pray for the staff. Um, these are those that God has placed in our schools um, to be a light, to, to help, yeah, and, and in home to, to help and to be mentors and to be a light. And so um, we... We need to support and to stand behind them in what they do. And so you guys reach out and extend your hands. Um, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, and let's do this actually before we start, um, because you may not know all of them, but I want you to call them out often by name um, as you pray, okay? So this is Oralia. And Oralia, what school are you at? Loving. Loving school. This is Courtney. Courtney? At CCM. CCM. And this is Lupe. Carlsbad High School. Carlsbad High School. This is Veronica. Loving. And this is Charmaine. Homeschooling. Charmaine is amazing because she teaches her kids. She's taken on the responsibility to teach her kids at home, which is not an easy thing, but it's amazing. 
um, an amazing thing. And so I want you guys to call them out by name. If you don't remember their name, God knows. You're like, hey, uh, that person that was wearing the Red Sox shirt, I pray for her to get a new team. And no, I'm playing. Um, but seriously, we need to, to stand behind and to call them out, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that today, Father, that your anointing rests upon these staff members. Father, that they can do the job that you have called them to do. Father, I thank you that, the, that, that excellence dwells on the inside of them. Father, that they can rise above every challenge and every situation. Father, I thank you for divine creativity. Father, supernatural ways, Father, to communicate with students and with other staff members in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that that anointing causes them to rise to the top in their profession. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for it today. In Jesus' name. Now I want to pray one more thing. I want us to all just pray this. You know, it's it's been um, a, a, a great concern in our nation about school safety. And we've been doing this for a number of years now. Is we, we come together on this Back to School Sunday and we bind violence from our schools. You know, we don't have authority in every school, but the schools that are represented here and in our city, in our community, that includes loving. And, you know, we have authority. We have authority. I need to say that. We need to get that. We have authority. There is no need for you to be afraid because we have authority. And we bind the spirit of violence and we forbid it to come into our schools. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So we're going to all agree together here. And, and, and when I say amen, I want everyone in the room to say amen. That means I agree. Okay? I, I don't want half of you doing it like we do a lot of times. I want every single person in the room to say amen. I agree with that. That's what, that's what you're saying. I agree with that. And then every time you think of it, say, I came into agreement Sunday, August 5th, and I'm still in agreement. You don't need to keep praying it over and over and over again, but just, you know, I'm still in agreement. I agreed Sunday, August 5th, and I still agree. Praise God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we as a body of believers in Carlsbad, New Mexico, with authority in our schools, in our loving schools, our Carlsbad schools, we as a body of believers, we come into agreement right now, and we forbid the spirit of violence from entering into our schools. We declare in the name of Jesus that we, we thank you, Father, that you have commissioned angels, and they stand guard around our schools. And we give them the right to stop 
any act of violence that may try to, to sneak in to our schools. And we thank you for it today. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I'm going to ask you to do just a couple of things for me. First of all, if you would subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it, that would help us so much. And if you want to invest in Word of Life Church, you can do so by texting the numbers 84321 and searching Word of Life Church to get started. Or you can simply give from our app that you can download on the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store. Just search Word of Life Carlsbad. Thank you so much once again, and remember that God is madly in love with you. Thank you.